This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Welcome to a brand new fall edition for Hugh at Home. We are so excited that live theater and dance is back in town. We will visit the Royal Manitoba Theater Center. By the way, I'm sitting with John Hirsch and Tom Henry, founding members, as they celebrate 65 years of live theater. I'll sit down with artistic director Kelly Thornton as she spills the beans on the brand new lineup. As well, I'll head over to Winnipeg Contemporary Dancers. They're celebrating their 58th season. And new artistic director Jolene Bailey has a brand new season that is going to knock it out of the park. So stick around. We have more entertainment and great stories to tell right here on Hue and Home. Coming back home, sitting in the lobby of the Royal Manitoba Theatre Centre, I have Artistic Director Kelly Thornton, and although it's just the two of us, I think there's going to be a lot more. Sorry, I had to do that. I, I, <laughs> you know, I can't sing, but uh, it feels so good to be back here. Yeah. 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 You should wait till you're in the house with all the audience. Oh. That feels really good to be back. Okay, so we are talking about the new season. It rolls out, and you are not letting anything get in your way. It is like <laughs> a big technical knockout with your season. Yeah. And I want to say a favorite of mine, and so, I guess, timely opening up with Network. <laughs> I know, I know, especially because you're in the media, as you know. Network is a... I, I mean, Network blows my mind that it was written in 1976, it won the Academy Award, it's an iconic film, uh, you know, that I, I remember, mm -hmm. I remember what an impact it had, and the, the, the writing, which has not been adapted, it's, it's really just lifted, I mean, they've, they've shaped it a little bit, but it's the exact writing, and it's speaking to the time we live in now, oh. and predicted exactly you know how network news turned into a ratings game and and sadly they sold their soul for <laughs> for the ratings um, and, and you know you see f the extremes of that in in our society what what's what's happened to media because of it so it's and it's funny and it's poignant and it's it's so smart and Jim Mizon who mm -hmm. Uh, the greatest story of all is that Jim Mizon was the building custodian here at MTC 
when he was in his 20s, he used to sneak into the balcony and watch the matinee, and, and then he went off to a huge success. He's had 33 seasons at the Shaw Festival, and he is the lead. He plays Howard Beale, the, the, the news anchor. Um, yeah, and, and Jim, I saw, I saw uh, the opening night mm -hmm. at the Citadel Theatre in Edmonton. Uh, they're, they're finishing up this weekend and then and flying here. Uh, and Jim Mizon is a giant. He just, he just knocks it out of the park. And he's got umpteen brilliant speeches that he, that he does in the show. Um, obviously, the, the Mad as Hell speech is the yeah. iconic one, but there's, there's so much. It's a messenger from the past speaking right now to the present. That is so crazy that everything has come full circle. That he can be here. I know, I know. I, that is like, it's almost like the, the two gentlemen out, outside there are, are I, laughing. I, and they're, yeah. Yes. I know. Yeah. I mean, you know, and he, he, he talks about it with kind of pride. Like he, he says, you know, you can tell anybody, you can, you know, talk, talk to the media about this that I, you know, because he was, he was, he was in his 20s and he was dreaming of being an actor and obviously loved theater. He would sneak in. He also, there's a, like a little secret room above the rehearsal hall that he would sneak yes. into um, and watch. Uh, occasionally he'd clean up the, the building, <laughs> but no, but he, he really, you know, he had his hopes and dreams set for the theater and, and he became, he, he's, you know, he's a, he's a gem of, of an wow. actor in terms of Canadian theater. He's, he's really, he's made such a career. Well, that alone is the impetus for everybody to come yeah. and see this show. Okay, I am going to go totally the other way. We're going to talk about the new season, but this story, though, really tweaks my interest. What the whole industry, live theater, and entertainment as a whole has gone through for basically the last three years, and we're not out of it yet. Yeah. Kelly dreams like that, like the gym there. Are they, ha are they going to happen in the future? And, and what, are we still going to have actors and actresses? Yeah. And the big dreams of being on stage. Yeah, I, I think uh, I was just actually talking to an artist uh, who she's a playwright, but she's also a teacher, and she she said, you know, my students are. She was actually teaching a film a film course, um, and they were making short films, and she said they are like making some of the most exciting material. So you know, I I think. I do think this time has been challenging for everyone, but I also mm -hmm. think it, it does produce great art. Um, you know, and speaking of dreams, I, I came here, I, I came here in 2019. I had 10 good months, uh, <laughs> and then COVID hit. I've been in crisis management ever since. Um, but but uh, but yeah, it's still a dream job. It's still yeah. a dream job. When I when I walk into the the John Hirsch and see that especially when you see the room filled. Um, yes. But see the glorious things that can happen on that stage. And theater is something that is magical, right? It mm -hmm. is, it's a two-way transfer between the people on stage, the people in the audience, and it's a live transfer of, of energy. And, you know, it's, it's no surprise that, uh, they, you know, the studies show that our hearts begin to beat in sync. Our breath sinks up. And together we are moved um, through a journey that, that is transformative. So there's nothing like live theater, and you can't get it sitting on the couch. No, no, or Zoom <laughs> or, or whatever. Uh, how have the audiences, I guess, transitioned? Because that has always yeah. been 
a big factor, and we've seen it not coming in droves, yeah. but in increments slowly. Yeah, and I, you know, I'm sure most of Winnipeg knows, you know, Mark Chipman was contacting uh, season ticket holders to, to say please, or those that hadn't renewed, to say please come back and see the Jets. Um, I have a cheeky, a cheeky campaign called <laughs> "Put Your Pants On, Winnipeg." Uh, <laughs> Not your. Uh, what I think it'll go national, actually. But you know, I think um, it's been a, a, a disruption. So yeah. audiences are out of habit, and uh, this city. You know, one of the things that was so incredible when I came here was the level of civic pride in this city. The engagement of the citizens with all that Winnipeg offers, um, and and it's it's a two-way street, right? All that Winnipeg offers, this building, the history, the 65-year history of MTC, uh, but RWB and the symphony and like all of the great things, plus the jets coming back, and you know, like all of the great things about Winnipeg have been made possible by the civic engagement of of Winnipeggers. So. You know, I think, I think we gotta have to kind of reboot, uh, reboot that. But I, I have great faith that the pride of the city and these institutions um, will will return. I, you know, it's it's a across. You know, you can read about theater and um, the returning, the lack of return, or the, the the slower return of audiences in Australia, in Great Britain, in the U.S. It's it's across it's you know across English theater in the world. I think we're we're seeing an audience that's been disrupted. They're out of habit. They some of them are quite comfortable on their couches. Some of them have aged out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think you know I've talked to several people recently who said that you know I, w- I just went to my first concert <laughs> in three years and and they were like. And it was such a hit that, it, you know, that I, I, now I want to go to another one. Um, so I think it's kind of the, the, like crossing that threshold of going back for the first time and going, yes. yeah, this is, this is, I remember this, I have the muscle memory of this, and it's part of, it's part of who I am to, to go to theater. Oh, you I know. know. So I, yeah. I, I think, I, I just, I have, I have faith that, mm-hmm. that everybody will return. I mean, you know, Winnipeggers, <laughs> it's like, it's like the highest volunteer uh, yes. base in the country I think yes. it's like there's and there's, they all came back the volunteers here yeah so I, I think I, I I just think you know we, we're we're doing okay we're actually doing pretty well in, oh, um, in our returns we're not quite at the level that we were pre-pandemic but but I every day we're we're doing uh, doing the work and and we're opening a show here on the 20th of October and another one on November 2nd over at the warehouse down the, down the street and yeah. I know, it's going back and forth. Okay, so we talked about network and getting people back to the theater. Obviously, now you have full control, and it's your job to serve up the delectable menu yeah. that is going to entice us to come. Yeah. So besides network, what else is on? So on Three Musketeers follows network, which is um, it's selling really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's, it, Steve it's, Martin coming? Uh, no, no, uh, no. But it's it's yeah, it's a uh, it's our it's holiday show this year, which okay. is is fun, um, and you know it's good swashbuckling fun. But yes. it's also you know it's like 
uh, fighting corruption and and again yeah the good the good yeah, guys and romance. Really. I mean, it's it's a wonderful show and some amazing sword play is going to happen and uh, the set is really fun and uh, like I I can't wait. It's it's a spectacle and it's a lot yes. of fun and it's a story that is known and loved and. I think audiences are going to eat it up, and it's a great it's a great family show for Christmas. Yes, for, you know for the holidays, um, and then Into the Woods, which I'm directing, which is uh, uh, Stephen Sondheim's classic play, um, which is having a revival on Broadway right now um, to great acclaim. Yeah, Into the Woods is such a great musical. It's such a fun musical. It's and frankly, I'll tell you first, it's way funnier than than the movie. Way funnier. <laughs> And, but a lot of people aren't familiar with Into the Woods. So yes, Into the Woods is this mashup of fairy tales, um, uh, really about uh, you know it, it's got Little Red Riding Hood, it's got um, Cinderella, um, and this uh, made up fairy tale, the, the Baker's Wife, and Jack and the Beanstalk as well, the Baker's Wife and the Baker um, who can't have uh, who can't have children. Anyway. It's a whole story of it's a quest story. They all go into the woods because they're all wishing for something, and uh, they all get their wish, and then it's happily ever after to be continued. And it's really about what happens when you pursue your wish, your wishes, or your your personal needs uh, at all co- at, at, at the cost of others. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's a it's. It really, the story of that that musical is very much about, I always say, it's the perfect musical for, for right now because it's about um, individual pursuits versus collective responsibility. And, and really, they come together uh, mm-hmm. to take care of each other. A, a, a giant shows up in the second act and... Uh, <laughs> well, don't spoil too much about it. Anyway, it's it's uh, it's uh, it's about how to overcome the giant. Wow. Um, well, so, and yeah, again, it, that yeah, and the most beautiful music, the most beautiful music. Sondheim is yes, a uh, he's an incredible genius, and and in fact, we programmed it before he passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a it's a great show in dedication to his talent, and and uh, Winnipeggers will love it. It's it's magical. It's funny. Uh, it'll be well directed. It'll be well directed, and uh, yeah, we're 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 gonna have a great time. Perfect. Yeah. And then, what ends up after that? Yes. Um, well, we have Trouble in Mind, which is a co-production with the Citadel Theater again. Trouble in Mind is an incredible play that was written in the fifties um, by Alice Childress. Um, that was supposed to be she was supposed to be the first black female playwright to to be on Broadway with this play, Trouble in Mind. Um, and ended up, uh, the producers wanted her to change the ending and soften it, and um, and she said, you know, no, I'm not going to. This is the story, and ended up, uh, you know, not being produced. But it's had a revival. It was, it was in London uh, this past year in the West End. Uh, it was. It's on, been on Broadway. It was at the Shaw Festival. It's it's also very much about now. It's it's actually a play within a play. Um, it's a group of actors, both black and white actors, rehearsing a Broadway show, um, and kind of about uh, uh, conflict and appropriation, and um, uh, you know who's 
whose story, who has the right to tell whose story. Um, Interesting. And it's, yeah, it's also, it's a comedy, um, a comedy that has, you know. A dark side. It has, yeah, it, it's, you know, I think all the best comedies are like tr- truth-telling mm-hmm. uh, comedies that, that also make you think, you know. Well, we want that. Uh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And then Secret to Good Tea, which is Rosanna Deerchild. Um, speaking of great journalists, she's you know uh, known and loved through CBC Unreserved. Uh, Rosanna was a part of our Pimateoan Creator Circle, our Indigenous Writers Group, and um, Rosanna has written this incredible play inspired by the story of her mother's um, you know resilience and survival of uh, residential schools. Uh, again. I, I don't mean to like you know tilt everything towards comedy, but I, Rosanna is so bright in terms of how she's you know real life even through the hard times we laugh right mm-hmm. laughter is yep. what is our lifeblood and re- she's written a beautiful story um, really about uh, she and her mother coming to terms with their relationship and the chasm that is caused by a past that her mom doesn't talk about um, so that's in the spring. Uh, and then closing off our main stage season with Burning Mom, um, which is really hilarious and also really about resilience. It's, it's a play uh, based on the playwright Miyako Uchi's mom, who, uh, who's you know in her mid-60s, her husband uh, was diagnosed with cancer and passed away very quickly. And uh, suddenly she, just when she thought she was going to have her golden years of retirement, they had bought an RV and they were going to drive around uh, around North America and, and have a great retirement. And suddenly he's passed and she's alone with this RV and her kids who, who are trying to get her to sell it. And she teaches herself how to drive. There's a whole section where she goes in the nighttime to a mall in Calgary and teaches herself <laughs> how to drive and one of the security guards actually coaches her. Um, and then she goes to her family and announces that she's going to Burning Man in the Nevada desert, which is this huge art festival that happens annually in Nevada. Um, and her, her one son says, I'll come too. And he and his friend and mom hop in the RV and drive, uh, drive across North America to Nevada to, to, to this festival. And it's really about, you know, reinventing yourself and facing your fears mm-hmm. and um, and coming to terms with you know a new chapter in your life that you didn't necessarily think you were going to be part of so it's a it's a great show and it's a one-woman show Susan Coyne who uh, is from originally from Winnipeg is um, is is the lead the only actor but the solo actor um, and she's an amazing amazing uh, incredible Canadian actor. Um, so she's she's going to lead us through that journey. Oh, wow. Um, and yeah, and over at the warehouse, Pamela Sinha has written a story. It's, op- it's opening in November. Mm-hmm. Um, she's written a story that is also kind of inspired uh, autobiographically by her parents' um, immigration to Winnipeg in the wintry, wintry months uh, in 1970. Um, her dad came here as an associate professor at the U of M, mm-hmm. and and it's about it's a it's loosely based, but it's not really based. But it is loosely based on um, uh, her, she her, her mom and her dad um, 
particularly focused on her mom, Rubina Sinha, who ended up, you know, going from very uh, kind of depressed and removed and not sure she wanted to be here at all, to somebody that became like deeply civically engaged in, in the city and sat on numerous boards and she was she's a dancer, she's an Indian classical dancer. Um, again, so it's about, you know, it's about facing your fears and and and, and reinventing who you are and, and the person that you want to become. Well, and I have to say that it, although it's, you know, such an eclectic mix, I see a common thread, um, the thread being supporting women, uh, especially in theater, yeah. storytelling that everyone can relate to. It's not some fantasy thing or it's not something that only a certain, certain group can understand. Yeah. And it's educational. Yeah. Yeah, so, and you know, and, and yeah. maybe subconsciously, because there's so much of it is a, is about kind of resilience and getting yes. getting through hard things, yeah. um, and overcoming them, and summoning summoning all the power that that is actually within you, and you didn't yeah. even know how powerful you were to face into your fears and, and to 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 survive, which is, you know, in the time of COVID, I think. We've all. That's we've subconsciously. All that's what I was obviously drawing from when I was programming this. Yes, season. sitting in your pajamas. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah. What should we put on no. the stage when they do come back? Going on to Zoom. No. Yeah. Uh, no. Congratulations. And I mean, what a beautiful, beautiful season that I think that everybody should come, even if it's just one show, and even just to come out. Royal MTC is the gem here in Winnipeg. It is bringing back theater. It is bringing back life. This is one of the good things that is happening in our city. Thank you so much, Kelly. We were sitting down. We knew this was going to be a long talk. I'm glad yeah. we did it. Yeah. And congratulations not only to you, but your staff, the actors, the volunteers. Thank you for bringing theater back here. And yes. Yeah, and to, to everybody here. coming back downtown yeah. and coming, you know, enjoying everything that Winnipeg has to offer you know that's the city is is the the success of this city is made by the people that live in Winnipeg mm -hmm. and that's why I love you know since I moved here in 2019 I've fallen in love with the city particularly because the people that engage with what we do here well we welcome you we hope you stay for many many more years <laughs> and let's uh, hit it out of the ballpark with 2022 and 2023 at the Royal MTC. Girl, you know what's up. episode is brought to you by sax.com at sax.com it's easy to find your new vibe 
Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. It is our dance section of the show, and I have the beautiful and talented Jolene Bailey. We won't say how long we go back, Jolene. Let's just say that many, many years that I've known you, and uh, I guess I was just informed that you have been the artistic director for Winnipeg Contemporary Dancers for four years now, but I kind of introduced you as the new, brand new, and uh, you had the luxury of becoming (laughs) artistic director and then heading into a thing called COVID. So... This should be your inaugural year. That's what all I'm saying. <laughs> Fair enough? Yes, thank you. Uh, okay, so let's get into it. Coming back, uh, you had the dancers here in rehearsal. What is it like face-to-face? Well, this is what we want to do all the time. This is why we're here. This is our reason etre at Winnipeg's Contemporary Dancers to create and produce contemporary dance. So, uh What's so great is that we're really expecting to come back to a season where we'll have our, you know, regular audience in. Um, We're planning a season of all live performances, uh, only, you know, online content if we really need to, like really our experiences in person, the lived experience. And we have a spectacular lineup of artists and dancers for our 58th season. I know. Congratulations. 58 years strong. And you know, I know that Rachel is looking down here and a big smile is on her face right now. Uh, we really dearly miss Rachel Brown, but let's talk about the 58th season. You've got some amazing guest artists coming in. Yeah, we have two guest artists. The first guest artist in November is Dana Ashby. And Dana Ashby is a Métis Dutch-Canadian artist whose work has toured around the world many, many times. She's also young. like She's just in her early 30s. She's already had two giant retrospectives of her work done, Um, really in demand, really interesting, really relevant and potent and uh, mature, really about current issues in Canada and and the world and, you know, issues dealing with women, issues dealing with Indigenous women, issues just dealing with the body as well. So I'm really excited. It's a, it's a real, uh, Real performance work. It, it won an award in New York City at Bessie. Like, wow. it's huge. So we're so excited. First time Dana will have her work here in, in Winnipeg, so Manitoba. So we're excited to bring her here. And she's going to teach a workshop as well for the artists here. So not only will we get to see the performances and the artists, uh, she's going to do an artist talk, and we'll have a workshop for our dancers and artists here as well. So... Yeah, that's in November. That's our first show and our first guest artist. Okay, so let's go down the list. Who else is coming? Edan Cohen. Now, Edan Cohen is also new to Manitoba, first time here. Um, He connected to WCD during COVID when we had a call to artists looking for a guest artist in residence 
thinking that we couldn't present live performances, so let's do creative residences. Well, what happened was it just COVID continued and continued and continued, <laughs> and we could never get Idan here. So um, the project evolved into a, co a commission for brand new work. So he's going to create a full-length work for WCD dancers. We have a cast of six fabulous dancers. Um, uh, Idan Cohen is an Israeli uh, choreographer, and uh, he has a real uh, different lived experience coming from the Middle East and um, his queer perspective in the Middle East too is really relevant and it's going to be performed to music by Philip Glass, we're really excited to, played live, the live pianist, so we're excited for that, those are really all great things for us. Oh, and of course, you never shy away from work, so you will be premiering your own work. Yes, I'm doing a brand new work. Uh, sort of a tradition most years i create one new work um so this year we have a cast of seven dancers really excited about that two brand new dancers joining wcd this year and uh original music composed by emma Hendricks, who's a local artist um their sound will also be when you come out to old market square in a few minutes we will also hear emma's music there oh. so excited about that um, working with some new faces and new artists, but also with artists who have a long time history with WCD. We have lighting designer Hugh Conacher, who's been working with WCD since 1982. <laughs> it's amazing. So he he's, <laughs> he's going to light uh, two of our shows. And um, yeah, excited about that. And just really, we also have an emerging artist project, which we're just in the middle of right now. And that's what you're going to see a little bit of in Old Market Square. So our Emerging Artists show is our first show of the season, and that's in October. And we have 12 artists in that show and in three works. And um, really, like, it's a, it's a little bit of a poignant and also beautiful time to sort of see, you know, what the future is bringing and the energy of the dancers just coming out of their training. And, you know, there's nothing like sort of, you know, youth and young people moving that just really gives us a bit of a beacon of what our future is going to become because you know that's them well and that maybe takes me to my question can you see yourself in these young dancers when you were that young and you had all of this creative you know juices flowing and ideas flowing and I'm sure that is still happening today with the young dancers yeah i i see myself and all of them in different moments like it's a real like beautiful time also a complicated time when you're just sort of you know in some ways you gotta sometimes figure out what you like and what you don't like and all of those rites of passage and you know i come from a long history of teaching and i actually got into teaching before i um, got into choreography and and even like some performance I started teaching really really young and so I think I just love that aspect too of, of not every choreographer or director is a teacher like that's no. not a common thing at all no. but um, I think for those choreographers and directors who also love to teach um, yeah the journey is that much more special sometimes oh and I guess too now you are at the helm you've taken over the scepter, the crown, you know, from Brent, from Rachel to Brent, and now to you. What do you see as the future? And let's talk about the landscape of dance in general, you know, whether it be ballet, modern, creative, or all those other genres, because it is 
expanding, right? Everybody's doing their own thing. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, one of the beautiful things about contemporary dance is it's always been sort of fiercely independent. Like, even though we have organizations and institutions and companies and collectives, like, really how the form develops is really, really, you know, due to, like, each individual artist. So I think that is something that will continue. Like, we're, like, it's the individuals who just happen to either be there or, or, or their life is about that at that time that shapes the form. I think also what's becoming more and more important in mainstream arts and other forms of dance, which has always been really at the core of contemporary dance, is that, you know, it needs to have relevancy. Mm -hmm. It needs to be about the people of the today, what we're facing today. We need to be able to um, relate to it now. And it needs to, like, you know not just be or beautiful or moving or transporting it also has to have a message mm -hmm. that you know is is important for people to hear reflect upon and i think you know in our season here coming up i think all of the creators and all of the works are are really trying to delve into sort of the importance of what our responsibility is as a human being right now mm -hmm. and i hope that all of the young people especially the ones here tonight and who will see they really get the chance to express themselves and that's what you've been saying but also though to leave a legacy this is their power this is their chance to make a stand and to have that talent and to be able to do that and to have someone like yourself to nurture them I think is so important and and Winnipeg again like I said uh, Royal MTC is a gem Winnipeg's contemporary dancers is certainly up there and a, and a very very important gem too as well and we're so proud of you Jolene it's so nice to have a local woman in charge and I say in charge in a very very nice way but um, it is so important and with everything that's happening in this world we need this we need to be sitting in these purple chairs this has got to be one of the most beautiful intimate theaters in town and we are so excited and can't wait for the dancers. Where can people get tickets for the show? You can buy tickets online. So on WCD's website, um, winnipegscontemporarydancers.ca. Um, all the tickets are also avail available through Eventbrite. There's links there. You can just search up Winnipeg's Contemporary Dancers. Tickets are available at the door, over the phone. Um, so, yeah, really easy to find. Oh, well, thank you so much. Congratulations. All the best for the new season and to the dancers. And uh, they are performing outside, so hopefully the weather will be nice to them. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> thanks. And thanks to all of you out there. I want to give a special thank you to all of our guests on today's show. And we'll see you next time on Hue at Home.
I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's take this outside. A new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's take this outside. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at Let's Take This Outside.ca. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.